The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The decline of common sense, manners, and social skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the amateur mission statement. The 30 truths about amateurs. The four stages of being an amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Let's all shut up, please. Warning. The podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. He's one of the reasons I want to be a comedian. Really? I'm flattered. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hello, Mom! Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. Merry Christmas! This is episode 257. It's beginning to look a lot like told ya. On today's episode, just 20 reasons on why buying the failed science fair experiment that is electric cars is like buying parachute pants or growing a mullet. New York soon to be declared a crime scene, and here's a novel concept. Men don't belong in women's sports. Then we muscle down a few bites more on a la carte. After some due diligence, I hit you with three things that are done right on three pro things. Being that this is the holiday Christmas edition, Pro Nation first, and lots of shouts out to some of my regulars and a lot of the new names and faces for this holiday season. Katie Roush, all the way in Finland. Ronnie Kelly, Ed Scott, Kim Fultz-Hill, Courtney Faith Meshack, Nimesh Patel, Rosie, Victoria Higgins, Ventacular Nashville, Arthur Kelly, Not Your Nana, 
Jan Samu, Christy Brent, John Allensworth, Jessica Fultz, Alan McKenzie, Scott Tommaso, Joan Shimo Bowser, Pat Beers, Don Ake, Randall Gordon, Gina Stewart, Doug Biro, Richard Leach, Nancy Kramer, Xavier King, Keith Gillilan, Rockin' Mitch Weekly, Pat Conley, Nidal Barakat, Jason Rose, Joe Bartnick, Sinister Garages, and Ed Scott following me on Instagram. My main websites with links to all my social media and anything else you want to know about me or see me do, lusantini.com. Your post of the week. I don't know what to do first, read the post or tell you who posted it. I will tell you who the post is about first, and that is Hillary Clinton. Okay, here's the post. Our country has gone through years of pure hell because this drunken old hag didn't get her turn. Thank you, James Woods. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Now dig this. Step one. Topic number one. I'm starting to think I should make another podcast solely devoted to the EV hoax. It's not like I wouldn't have enough material or information. Every week, more EV fails. And now, this headline from MotorJunkie.com. You ready? 20 drawbacks of electric vehicles drivers overlook. Here we go. Number 20, short-range anxiety. You know, worrying about where the hell the next charging station is and if it actually works. On the other hand, amateurs love anxiety. Think of the TikTok videos made in the front seat of their Nissan Leafs crying about no charging stations. The article says most affordable electric cars on the market have a bit more than a 130-mile range. However, Teslas and some other expensive vehicles offer double that number. Modern cars can cover 500 or even more miles on a single tank. Number 19, long charging times. The article says long charging time is another big problem concerning electric cars. To fully charge the batteries, this can often take at least several hours. You have several hours, right? I know. Lou, you can charge it at night while you sleep until an emergency occurs and your wife or child bleeds out. Okay, it's an extreme example, but you want to roll the dice on that one? And by the way, here we have yet another example of convenience of technology, and we get to plan our lives around an inanimate object. Number 18, trip planning problems. The article says small ranges and long charging times can put a strain on any road trip plans. You can't plan a fast trip in an electric car without knowing the location of charging stations. You will also need to know the estimated duration of charging or supercharging. Other factors to be aware of are the latest weather conditions and temperature changes. Those meteorological circumstances affect the electric car's range significantly. You can forget driving from coast to coast, at least not in a reasonable amount of time. You'll have to plan each charging stop along the way to avoid getting stranded in the middle of nowhere. Don't worry. I got enough. It's big. My advice, travel with the scientist, mathematician, and meteorologist. Science isn't an exact science. Number 17, mostly good for urban use. The article says there are far more charging stations in metropolitan areas. If you run out of juice while driving in the city, which often happens with electric vehicles, you can easily find a cab, Uber, bus, or some other form of transportation to get home. You know, a gas-powered cab, Uber, or other form of gas-powered transportation. Who doesn't love a yellow school? Ah, convenience. Go climb it. Number 16, not so environmentally friendly. 
The article says, while it's true that electric vehicles have zero emissions, did you ever think about what it takes to make just one electric vehicle? Apparently, the process of making a big chunk of lithium-ion batteries as well as their disposal is polluting since they aren't recyclable. The rising demand for electric power will only raise the level of global pollution. This is actually far beyond what internal combustion engines are doing now, the article said, written by experts. Hey, I got an idea. How about no? Number 15. Too expensive. The article says the top models go for well over $100,000, although there are affordable models like the Volkswagen Golf E or Nissan Leaf. Electric vehicles still cost significantly more than models that run on fossil fuels. Number 14, repair difficulties. If you own an electric car, you can forget going to your local shop or fixing it inexpensively. All electric vehicles require specific maintenance and services procedures as well as extremely high safety standards. Also, in case of a fire, you can't just put it out with water. You have to use a special fire extinguisher since the batteries burn at a much higher temperature. You got one of those special fire extinguishers for Christmas, right? Number 13, too heavy. The article says heavy vehicles mean more tire wear, more energy consumption, and maintenance too. Go! Number 12, cold temperature issues. The article says when it's freezing outside, electric vehicles are notorious for displaying specific problems. One of the most common issues is the loss of battery power. That could be life-threatening. Don't want to hear it! Number 11, low top speeds. The article says most regular everyday EVs are quite slow. The top speed of the Golf E or Kia Soul EV is limited to below 100 miles an hour, for instance. You know, I had so many friends tell me, Lou, you love speed, and EVs have instant torque. First off, since when are you doing jackrabbit starts off the starting line at a red light or a stop sign? And great, what does the car top out at? And when you stomp on the lane pedal in an EV, you destroy the battery's power. Number 10. Highway driving consumption. All right, listen carefully. The article says, to fully understand the range problem of modern electric vehicles, you have to comprehend the energy consumption circle. Honey, would you like to go for a romantic drive to the country? Oh, honey, you don't even comprehend the energy consumption circle. The article continues, the advertised range that many manufacturers brag about is the average or city driving figure. However, the highway range is much smaller, sometimes up to 50% less. The reason is that electric vehicles get a lot of energy from regenerative braking, which is the process of getting some power back from stopping or coasting. During city driving, you use your brakes a lot, which reduces your energy consumption. However, while driving on the highway, there is far less or even no braking, so the batteries drain quickly. Number nine, high heavy load consumption. Regardless of the big torque that electric engines produce, when you put a lot of weight on them, they drain the battery, and quickly. I believe I just mentioned that. Yes, the internal combustion engines also uses more fuel under a load, but not nearly as much as the electric. Number eight, ease of tracking your movements. That's a big one, in my opinion, the biggest one for me personally. The article says most upscale electric vehicles like Tesla Model S or Porsche Taycan have advanced infotainment and driving aid systems as standard equipment. Tesla even has the infamous autonomous driving system, which has been proven to be far from perfect, resulting in many crashes, even some fatal ones. 
Those systems are designed to track your driving habits, locations, charging points, and so on. Are you sure that you want your every move to be recorded on a server? <laughs> oh, he's serious. Number seven, just plain ugly. See a Nissan Leaf, a Tesla Model X, the Mustang Mach-E. Number six, threatening existing economy models. The article says some economic experts fear that the mass production of electric vehicles and focus on this kind of tech will destroy the current economic model, which is what globalists want. That in turn will affect global politics and all the worldwide monetary systems as well. If the oil companies lose their monopoly on energy and the oil-rich nations lose their authority in the global political scene, the world could be heading to another crisis. Again, which is what the NWO and globalists want. For you, they keep driving their Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces. Make no mistake. Also, the article says, think about the enormous car industry with all the companies that make fuel-related products, such as engine parts, fuel injection systems, transmissions, and drivetrain components. All those companies and millions of people will be out of a job, which could further put a strain on the economy and global standards. Still aren't convinced? Let's hear from the companies that were forced to make EVs. Number five, major car companies aren't so sure. The article says, although almost all the major car manufacturers have at least one EV in their lineup, most of their CEOs are not fully convinced that electric cars are the future. Their board of directors and marketing people have observed how problematic the EV segment is, so they hesitate to go all in on electric cars. And just think, these are the smart people. Another example of technology that wasn't fully thought out, like social media, cell phones, voice-activated stuff. As I've said in my book and on this show dozens of times, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Number four, practically unusable in third world countries and markets. To which the New World Order replied, Go fuck yourself. Number three, Buyers still consider them a gimmick. Enough said. Number two, an EV can't be the only car in your household. That's especially true if you have a family and need a dependable vehicle for your family. And number one, a hard sell. The article says most drivers lease their electric cars and then return them to the dealer after a few years to get a new model. However, those people who have bought electric vehicles could experience great difficulty selling them on the used car market or trading them in at the dealership. That is because electric cars depreciate much faster than gas-powered vehicles since the tech is so new and still evolving. Don't believe me still? How about this headline from car enthusiast website Jalopnik? EVs are losing half their value in just three years. Owning an electric car now will be like when you had a mullet or wore parachute pants. 20 years from now, you'll say, oh my God, I had one of those stupid things. A quote by author Mark Venturini. The eyes are useless when the mind is blind. It's beginning to look a lot like told ya. And now this. And now for step two. Topic number two. Well, hang on, this just in. The entire state of New York soon to be declared a crime scene. All right, this one's short, so let me take a deep breath. <sighs> okay, so let me get this straight. 
New York puppet governor and Satan's side piece, Kathy Hochul, wants to corral law-abiding taxpayers into concentration camps. Yes, I'm standing by my phrasing. To imprison people the state government thinks are, could be, or aren't even sick, while also policing what New York citizens say online for, of course, the greater good. In an effort to combat the hate speech that they themselves fostered and allowed, thereby implanting the New World Order's brand of nice. And yet, this absolute blight on society is about to sign the Clean Slate Act, where if you killed someone and accepted a plea deal or were convicted of manslaughter, you get a clean slate. It will automatically seal records after three years for anyone who committed a misdemeanor and after eight years for anyone who committed a felony, except Class A felonies, and is not a registered sex offender. If you committed a rape alongside armed robbery and the rape wasn't prosecuted in order to spare the victim, as is often the case with child victims, you get a clean slate. What could possibly go wrong? And now, Governor Santini. You wish, New Yorkers. Ah, building back better. Speaking of which, America under President Coloring Book. Most suicides in a year, 50,000 in 2022. Most drug overdose deaths in a year, 106,000 in 2021. Highest inflation in 40 years, just shy of 9%. Most illegal immigrants in a year, 2.76 million last year. Highest average gas price on record, $5.02 in June of 2022. That's the average. Most consumer credit card debt on record, a trillion this year. Most kids diagnosed with gender dysphoria, 42,000. In 2021, I got no more use for this guy. How about this post from Alert Pro Alex Clark? He said this. People watching Home Alone this Christmas season are having the veil lifted from their eyes on how bad President Biden's economy really is. In the scene where Kevin goes to a grocery store, he buys milk, bread, toilet paper, laundry detergent, fabric softener, cling wrap, macaroni and cheese, a turkey TV dinner, orange juice and a bag of plastic army men. The total in 1990, $19.83. Last year, those items cost $44.40. One year later, this year, those same items cost $72.28 after tax. That's a 248% increase. I am sick. It's beginning to look a lot like Tolja. Follow me, won't you, on Instagram, Facebook, and Truth Social to keep you updated with plenty of audiograms for next week's topics. It's all on lusantini.com. You'll find links to my Dry Bar Comedy special there, too. And speaking of comedy, if you need a comedian or MC for your next corporate event, I travel coast-to-coast and can work corporate clean or anything goes. Email me directly from my website on the contact page, lusantini.com. Keep an eye out for Sneak Peek Thursday, giving you a 60-second video trailer of what's coming on next week, Find it on YouTube, at Lou Santini. A la carte and three pro things soon, but first, men don't belong in women's sports. On topic number three, next. Hi pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising, tell-it-like-it-is bite, 
Then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. Now, we have a show host here. He's a great host. He's a real MC. All right, now step three. Topic number three. Hit me! have a child a child who competes in high school or college sports a female child who competes in high school or college sports if so are you okay with your daughter competing against biological men in sports how about sharing a locker room with biological men no well then you're a good parent but not according to the National Women's Law Center president, Goss Graves. She says women should, quote, learn to lose gracefully against biological men that compete against them in women's sports. So they have a broken femur or face or worse. Lose gracefully, ladies. Feel the empowerment. Diverse is good, right? Sure, you worked hard through junior high or possibly earlier. Sure, you sacrificed so you could earn a scholarship to college or maybe a shot at a living in professional sports or a chance to compete in the Olympics. Too bad some nobody male came along who couldn't even ride the bench comes in and ends your sports career and or physical health. Listen to this fraud and listen carefully. She literally has a hard time getting the words out because she knows she's a bad person and she has sold her soul and the futures of countless young girls who want to compete on a level playing field. Listen to the quivering in her voice. She doesn't believe her own words. She's a bad person. The National Women's Law Center is a charity. Do not donate to them. And success in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work. I agree. So men, men who want to show off and beat up on women, I suggest you work harder and get on the men's team. And coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids. These trans students have kids now? I mean, not to say cowardly, ineffectual men pretending to be women can't crank out another generation of mistakes, but I've not heard one pretend woman talk about their children. Because it is fun. Yeah, dominating in sports can be fun. Because it creates belonging and community. Can't you just feel all the belonging across the nation every time a girl or young woman gets her butt kicked by a coward who wouldn't put in the work to make his team? Remember seeing how all these communities rallied behind watching their hardworking young women get humiliated? Because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership and and discipline. You really didn't just say those words, did you, amateur? Men, nay, boys, regardless of their age, 
literally do not learn persistence, leadership, and discipline by competing against women. Not one female athlete has come out and praised some guy for their leadership because there has been none. What, persistence? What, the whining and crying until you get on any team that is forced to take your pathetic losing ass? Discipline? Now you're just trying to piss me off. Unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. And often they learn to win with dignity. Had a tough time spitting that sentence out, didn't you, sellout? Let's play that part again. Unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. And often they learn to win with dignity. I think you're an asshole. Hopefully. Um, They learn to do the sort of work that means you have higher grades and stay connected to school. I want every kid to have that chance to have the chance to play. Yeah, even if every kid gives up their passion or winds up in traction or dead. Question for you, National Women's Law Center President Goss Graves. Do you have a young daughter? Are you okay with risking her physical, mental, and emotional health if she gets permanently injured in a sporting event? Are you okay with her seeing a young, hormonal man's penis in the locker room every practice, daily, weekly, for maybe four years during her college sports career? Now fuck off. Here's a major point. Okay, so you're a male, and you're not good enough to make your high school or college team. There are for fun leagues in soccer, softball, flag football, lacrosse, basketball, and a whole bunch more all over this country. I play on indoor and outdoor soccer leagues whenever I can. Last year, I played on an 18 and over men's league. Frankly, I was the fastest guy on the team, and I was 55. I had five assists, dozens of blocked shots, and scored two goals in my last game. I also played on an 18 and over co-ed league. Total sportsmanship with every team. No issues. Same with softball. I played on all men's teams that were 18 and up and co-ed teams. No one took it easy on me, nor did I go after anyone or take it easy on anyone else, regardless of their sex or age. I always saw complete sportsmanship from the men and women on these teams, regardless of age or sex. The point is, these men pretending to be women compete on girls and women's teams for either or all of these reasons. To beat up on women in some fashion. For the glory and attention they didn't get at home. And to nullify the failure of not being able to compete on a level playing field amongst their own gender. Any trophies and or prize money feeds their mental illness and delusion. Full stop. Now, these are facts. You can't refute facts. It's a lot to digest, but I always have room for a few more bites. This is a la carte. Hey, Kardashian matriarch Kris Jenner, you literally sold your family. It wasn't clever marketing. You're not a shrewd businesswoman. Your daughters are sluts, and you capitalized on it. Your husband is a mental patient, and you capitalized on it. You sold your family. Your daughters bounce around, dating celebrities, making sex tapes, posing nude. You're a bad parent. You know, it's that kind of permissive parenting that forfeited your country to the communists. I want to put off that camping trip with the kids' law-abiding, tax-paying legal citizens. President Coloring Book plans to convert national parks for illegal migrant tent housing. The hills are alive with the smell of feces. Camping tip, human poop makes for great fertilizer. Yay, plants. Hillary Epstein who? Clinton 
barked at people at this year's UN Climate Change Conference saying that global warming has killed 500,000 people. Brought to you by the accounting firm that kept track of COVID deaths. And I thought you New World Order types were all about depopulation. Oh, I see, it only counts when globalists kill Earthlings. Ever notice racism wasn't nearly as obvious until we started building back better? and the globalists starting mucking up the works? Sure, racism existed before, but it was quiet. People were embarrassed to be racist. An amateur nation can argue, well, now it's just been exposed more, all you want. But that's not the truth. It has been fostered, cultivated, and encouraged by this administration and globalist culture that has drawn out and emboldened the racists of every culture. Way to go, amateur nation. You spent the last four years exposing yourselves for who you are. And don't forget your racist divisive hate factories known as public schools and colleges spreading propaganda, outright lies, and CRT. That's all on you, amateur nation. That's not on us pros. Speaking of American life under the Build Back Better umbrella, here's our fearless, strong leader with this powerful message. Today is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping web tech, the web, web, te, web telescope manage half a million miles of galaxies away, billions of light years away. I found it when I turned on my phone and saw that. I thought, my God, what is it? That man is a nut job. For those of you who didn't understand it, I'll translate. Aish helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping Webtext, uh, the uh, Webtel Web Telescope, manage half a million miles of galaxies away, billions of light years away. I found it when eyes turned on my phone and I thought, my God, what is it? Clearer? To which Biden answered his own question with this. He said it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. That's why it is what it is. Where were you on June 21st of this year? Remember when the world ended? No? Climate change mouthpiece Greta Someone Arrest My Parents for Exploitation Thunberg said the world was going to end on June 21st of this year. How dare you? As useless and stupid as this nobody is, the bigger question is, why do news outlets even entertain this mentally ill child spaz? She's literally nobody. She's no more special than you listening to this podcast. She was handpicked as a young, easily controlled, mentally ill mouthpiece, and her family sold her to the world. Ever notice that the amateurs that are handpicked by the New World Order are either A, elderly and feeble-minded, B, young and mentally ill, C, beyond stupid and or always angry with something to hide, need names, Biden, Thunberg, Maxine Waters, AOC, John Fetterman, Dianne Feinstein, and more. They're just idiots who've been given too much power. Phew, it's been quite a Christmas Eve, hasn't it? Time now for three pro things. Three things that are done right. Number one. Pro thing number one leads directly into numbers two and three. It was posted by WealthMagnet333 on Instagram. It expresses sentiments I've mentioned several times in this show, but it's nice and succinct. Here we go. Hard to hear facts that I'm going to say anyways. The pharmaceutical companies are ensuring that you never get well. The banks are ensuring that you never get out of debt. The media is ensuring that you never know the truth. And the government, they're ensuring that they can all do that legally. Number two. It can be hard to be courageous in America these days. Hard to speak out for what is right. Common sense, truth, facts. This is why I often speak out against 
the passive and complacent in Amateur Nation who let Pro Nation do the heavy lifting. They sit quietly by while true patriots speak up and fight for their rights and freedoms for themselves and thereby others. I've always been a fan of true investigative journalist James O'Keefe. Here he is speaking in front of a group, fielding a question from an audience member with this message of common sense. We're the same age. I admire the hell out of you for what you do. I want to become less afraid. So well, what are you afraid of? Lose my job. And then I have two little kids at home. There's a house. I have a wife. We like a lot of what we do, but we feel like there's so much truth to tell. So what's holding you back? Fear. It's irrational. What are we actually afraid of? Especially Christians. They talk about eternal life and they're worried about losing their stuff and their money. I don't get that at all. Because you don't take any of that stuff with you when you die. None of it. And when we're on our deathbed, I'm willing to bet we're probably not thinking about our stuff and our money. Or what type of house we live in. I think we think about whether we follow our conscience. I don't have children, so... I can't fully empathize yet. I hope to have children. But I would think that if I did have children, my little boys would, would appreciate the fact that I followed my conscience. Even if it meant I lived in a smaller house. Or I had to rent instead of own. So you have to really evaluate why is it, what's the worst thing that could actually happen to you? And maybe the worst thing is not the worst, maybe it might be the best thing. Because they can stop me, and maybe they will, but they can't stop me and you and like a couple hundred other people. So they can't stop all of us. If you value your stuff more than your freedom and personal dignity, you've already surrendered to the New World Order. And he mentioned that Christians believe in eternal life. The globalists and New World Order absolutely don't. They want what they want, how they want it, now. Because they live in a world of no hope of their future or the planet's. Ironic, isn't it? They claim to love the earth so much they want to depopulate it. Why? They have no faith in an afterlife, reincarnation, heaven, or any kind of spiritual reverence to a higher power. I'm not telling you how or what to believe, but I do know this is the driving force behind the evil. This is why they are in panic mode. As I said before, Donald Trump delayed their plans by four years, and they can't afford, literally cannot financially afford the financial hits, the punishments for decades of evil and tyranny. Don't believe me? Here's an interview with George Soros on 60 Minutes. George Soros spells it out for you. Last two years, you've been blamed for financial collapse of Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, and Russia. Uh, all, of the, all of the above. Uh, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Are you that powerful? <laughs> no, I think there's a great misunderstanding. The Prime Minister of, of Malaysia yes. um, said that the region spent 40 years trying to build up its economy, and along comes a moron like Soros right. with a lot of money, and it's all over. He called you a criminal. It's easier for him to blame an outside force. I think that uh, I've been blamed, blamed for everything. I am basically there to, uh, to make money. I cannot and do not look at the social consequences of, of what I do. Do you believe in God? No. And number three. <laughs> 
Let's keep taking shots at the New World Order and globalists. Here's a parody song complete with a video showing Public Enemies numbers 1 and 2, Klaus Schwab, with Bill Gates singing background of 80s hit from Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. It's called Own Nothing, Be Happy. I want to thank Truth About Fluoride on Instagram for the post. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to hear it in your pod. You know nothing. And be happy. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no car. But 24 booster shots in your arm. Oh, nothing. Be happy. You can't even buy shit in the store Because of your low social credit score Oh, nothing Be happy You'll own nothing And be happy Be happy and eat the bugs Find all my social media links and my email on my main website, lusantini.com. Laugh hard at Amateur Nation and catch my Drive Our Comedy special, Amateur Nation, drivearcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. Leave a review of this fine program and copy and paste the link from whatever platform you listen on and send it to a fellow pro or an amateur that is doing life wrong. Start them in the new year right. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini. And this has been a big major production. Merry Christmas to all. NAI is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping web tech, the, web, web, the web telescope manage half a million miles of galaxies away, billions of light years away. I found it when I turned on my phone and saw that. I thought, my God, what is this?